Hey there, I'm Brittany, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this message in our current series. Well, good morning. Uh, This is off script already, but um, Pastor Ben started it. Um, Thank you for praying for me and my family this year. Um, I don't want to do 2023 over again, but uh, it was, as it turned out, a very special year for us. So thank you again. I told many of you several times that uh, uh, if you're going to have a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery, I recommend two things. Uh, First, try to be in the best shape you can possibly be before it happens. And then um, get about a thousand people praying for you immediately, and you're going to be just fine. Just fine. So thank you. Uh, It is great to be uh, here with you this morning. Tomorrow's 2024. Woo-woo, exciting. Um, uh, I don't know why I didn't figure this out before today, but uh, I saw on on the news this morning that um, today is uh, uh, known as Dancing Day. Uh, That title just came up. Um, Actually, I just created it. Um, (laughs) Because if you write out today's dates in standard American format, it's 12-31-23. Give you a second. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. <laughs> dancing day, dancing day. Well, as Pastor Ben, uh, as Pastor ben told us uh, just a second ago, we're starting a new three-part message series today called Church Home. Pretty excited about that because uh, if I greet you out on the patio, what do I usually say? Welcome home. This, this should feel like home for us, so church home. It's all about what we do as a church and what the church is for, and most importantly, how you can get the most out of being a part of this community that we call church. Uh, uh, Pastor Ben alluded to this, but today I'm going to kick off this series uh, with some discussion about how the church, this community of ours, is uniquely designed to help us grow, um, both spiritually and personally. Those are kind of interchangeable. Um, and we'll talk about uh, today what it means to grow as a follower of Jesus, um, why we should want to do that, and, and practically how we do that. And then we'll finish with a couple of quick thoughts about, uh, about how being a part of the church community is critical to our growth. Uh, But first, I need to talk about something really important. New Year's resolutions. Quick show of hands, uh, who are my resolution makers? Resolution makers, you don't have to be shy. Resolution makers. And and how many of you have already made at least one resolution for 2024? Something you're you're absolutely going to do in 2024. Right? How, how many of you bold folks plan to make more than one resolution for 2024, you gluttons for disappointment? Um, that, that looks to be pretty much in line with the rest of America. According to Statista.com, the statistics website, uh, around 40% of Americans say that they're going to make at least one New Year's resolution every year. Uh, around half of that, about 20%, say that they're going to make more than one 
resolution every year. So you guys are kind of in line with that. And as I've preached the New Year's message, Pastor Ben mentioned this, I, I, I often preach the New Year's message um, uh, in the past. Um, you may remember that I like to look at uh, the top resolutions for each year for whatever it's worth. I, I personally don't make resolutions, um, not per se, kind of. I, I, I just know I'm going to break them, so I just make like 90-day resolutions, stuff like that. Um, this year, now that we're officially post-pandemic, um, I was curious to see if anything had changed about New Year's resolutions from before the pandemic until after the pandemic. So I pulled the, the top uh, resolutions for 2020. Remember, that was actually pre-pandemic when we were making New Year's resolutions for 2020, as well as for this year, 2024, to compare them. And, and at the end of, the, uh, of 2019, right before the pandemic started, don't you wish you could go back and warn yourself? Um, right before the pandemic started, the top five New Year's resolutions for 2020 were uh, manage my finances better, um, eat healthier, uh, be more active or exercise more, lose weight, and reduce the stress in my life. I wonder how that worked out for those folks in 2020. <laughs> but those are pretty generic resolutions, right? Um, so uh, I then pulled up the top five resolutions for 2024. I was curious, uh, you know, the resolutions that Americans are making right now. Because I, I, I thought, surely there must be some profound difference. You know, we, we must have learned something where more things are important to us uh, after the pandemic, right? Uh, not so much. Um, number one, manage my finances better. Uh, number two, exercise more. Number three, eat healthier. Number four, spend more time with family and friends, maybe. And number five, lose weight. It, it's essentially the same list. Um, you know, spend more time with family and friends, maybe a, uh, I'm going to reduce the stress in my life, maybe the same thing, or maybe polar opposite, um, you, you, depending on your family. Um, I don't know. Uh, then it finally occurred to me, um, and, and I've been doing this, like I said, for years, pulling up these resolutions. It, it finally occurred to me that, um, it occurred to me that typically we make our resolutions um, during the holidays, right? I mean, it's the end of the year, it's holidays. <laughs> well, duh, uh, of course we're going to resolve to save more money, eat better, lose weight, exercise more, because that is the exact opposite of what we've been doing for the last eight weeks. Um, so anyway, uh, New Year's resolutions, I think, are a great example, though, seriously, of, of, of what I think is a fundamental truth about our species, and that is, uh, that we all long to get better at being us. We long, long to get better at being us. Uh, almost, almost all of us, I'd wager, um, want to become a better version of ourselves. And it, and it turns out that that's also one of the functions of this community that we call the church. Uh, there's lots of reasons that people attend church, of course. Um, some say it's the best place to worship God. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, some attend because they want their kids to have some sort of, of solid moral foundation so that their lives will, you know, they'll turn out to be good people. Um, some folks, some of you have been attending church since nine months before you were born, and that's just what you do every Sunday. Um, but I, I believe, and the polling research backs this up, I believe that there's a combination of three main things uh, that the majority of people are looking for when they, when they come to a church each week. Uh, number one, they want to belong and be a part of a healthy community. They want to belong to a community that is, that is healthy and thriving. Uh, they want to find and fulfill a purpose 
that is bigger than themselves. And number three, they want to, uh, to become a better person, um, a better version of themselves, as I, as I put it before. Uh, combining those three reasons, I, I think we could say it this way. Most of us, not all of us, but most of us uh, come to church to belong to a community of people that will help us become better versions of ourselves and give us a greater sense of purpose. Belong to a community of people that will help us become better versions of ourselves and give us a greater sense of purpose. And, and maybe even boiling down that further, further, boiling that down further, we might even say um, that the reason we come to church is to to grow. Uh, ideally, our local church should be a great place to do that. Um, so this morning, I, I'd like to uh, I'd like to ask and answer um, three questions that come up. And when I'm, you know, when Pastor Ben said, "Hey, uh, talk about growth, spiritual growth uh, in the context of the church," I, I thought, okay. What, what, what are the three questions I, w- I would ask if, if, uh, if somebody said to me, talk about growth, and, and I didn't know what that was? Um, uh, and I, uh, I know all of you haven't made this commitment yet to, to become followers of Jesus, but I think this discussion will be instructive uh, no matter where you are on that journey. So, so three questions we'll talk about this morning. Um, what does it mean to grow as a follower of Jesus? What does it mean to grow when we say spiritual growth? Um, why would I want to do that? And finally, how do I do that, the practical? Um, Once we've answered those questions, we'll talk a little bit more about how being in a church community like ours uh, helps with all that. Um, Then we're going to take a break for lunch, and we'll come back for the second half of the message. (laughs) Everybody with me? Okay. All right. We're on to question one. Uh, What does it mean to grow as a follower of Jesus? Uh, you should know that those of us in the church business talk about this thing called growth, spiritual growth all the time, uh, how it's important for us as followers of Jesus to grow in our faith, um, how our, our small groups are great places to grow, how I personally want to grow in my relationship with God. But, but what does that actually mean? Um, first, uh, let me tell you what it doesn't mean, um, because I think that's important. Uh, this can be confusing to some folks, uh, including folks who have been doing church for a long time. Um, what, what growth as a follower of Jesus doesn't mean, I think, is, is that I work hard to gain more and more knowledge about God. It's not about knowledge about God, because I can read and memorize and study and discuss the Bible until I know it inside and out, and still not grow much as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, at least not in the way that the Bible itself talks about growth. And, and, and it's also not, and this is important, um, it's also not about behaving better. Uh, that can be confusing too, that, that you know, my spiritual growth means, means I'm trying harder and harder to be a good person or, or my least favorite combination of words, a good Christian. Um, it's not about how I behave per se. It's not about trying to behave better to look more and more like a Christian. Um, The Apostle Paul writes about spiritual growth in just about all of his letters in the New Testament, and and especially in his letter to the Ephesian church, the Ephesians. Um, Check out what he says in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 14. Now, now for context, um, Paul is writing in one of his loftier passages, but he's writing about how spiritual growth happens in the church, 
and how that growth is critically important to the unity and the mission of the church, and, and how it's a lifelong process for, for those of us who have trusted to, and followed Jesus. Uh, he wraps up all of that discussion in these two verses, again, starting verse 14 of chapter 4 of Ephesians. He says, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We won't be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we'll speak the truth in love, growing, there's that word, growing, in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So, ta-da, there's your answer. Uh, what does it mean to grow as a follower of Jesus? It simply means that we become more and more like Jesus as we submit to him and walk with him each day. Growing spiritually means becoming more like Jesus in how I speak, how I act, but especially in how I love. Seems pretty simple, right? Well, with, with that question answered, how about question two? Uh, why should I want to do that? As an actor might say, uh, what is my motivation? Um, this one takes a bit more thought because it requires that we look uh, both backward um, toward the gift that we received when we trusted Jesus and forward to our purpose, very important word, our purpose as followers of Jesus and as his church. Um, this time we'll go to 2 Corinthians, a passage in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, again written by the Apostle Paul, uh, sums up both of these things, the, the looking backward and the looking forward. And I, and I think it answers the question of what is my motivation for wanting to grow spiritually uh, pretty well. Uh, starting in verse 17 uh, of chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, Paul writes this, um, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Praise God. Um, the old life is gone. A new life has begun. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has now given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself no longer counting people's sins against them, praise God. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his special appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So um, the, the, the gift that we received when we trusted Jesus is nothing less than a brand new life. Life that is full and beautiful and eternally connected to God. Um, so a big part of our motivation to grow, to become more and more like Jesus, should be simple gratitude for that gift. We want to be more and more like the one who gave us the most precious gift. But, but it doesn't end there. Uh, because with that new life becomes, comes a new purpose. Uh, to be ambassadors, as Paul put it. Uh, showing and telling others about how God loves them and how much Jesus wants to give them that same gift of life that he gave us. 
So, so that's our motivation for wanting to grow spiritually. That's why we should want to. Uh, that's why we want to become more and more like Jesus, because A, we're so grateful to have received that gift of life, and B, because we've, we've now got a job to do, a, a purpose that God has given everyone who has received that gift of life. That purpose, again, is to show and tell others about how much he loves them, how much he wants them to come back to him, to be reconciled, as Paul put it. I, I, I like to sum it up simply this way, that, that spiritual growth, our, our growth as followers of Jesus, is, be, is about becoming more and more like Jesus so that we can become more and more useful to Jesus, become more and more like him so that we can become more and more useful to him. Uh, so those are the, the theological questions, those first two. Uh, question three is the practical one. Uh, how, how do I do that? How, how, do, I, how do I grow spiritually? Um, what are the practices and disciplines that will help me become more and more like and more and more useful to Jesus? There are, there are many, of course, and you could probably, um, if we did a poll, name, name a bunch of them. Uh, Pastor Ben's going to talk about a couple of the big ones um, in the next two episodes of this series. Uh, but, but let me quickly focus on three, three practices, three disciplines that you can start today. Um, first, uh, if you want to be more like Jesus, the, the God of all creation, um, you have to get to know him. You have to get to know him. And not just know about him, like I said before, but, but know who he is. And, and the best way to do that is through daily encounters with his written word, um, his, his love letter to us, the Bible. I, I use the word encounter intentionally uh, because it's not just simply about reading it. It's about ingesting it and digesting it and most importantly, letting it change us. Uh, we, do, we do that by reading it, yes, and uh, in a little while I'm going to talk about an a, 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 a opportunity, a challenge to read the whole thing with us this year. Uh, but ideally, we also do it by studying it, um, by memorizing it, by meditating on it, uh, by discussing it with others, and, and most importantly, by applying it to how we live our lives. And, and that's the key. Because, as I said earlier, just knowing more and more about God doesn't by itself mean that you are growing spiritually. It's, it's how that knowledge changes who you are and, and changes you uh, that matters. Um, second, uh, to grow, we must pray. And by the way, these, these first two are best done, as Pastor Ben said, best done um, with other folks who are pursuing the same thing best done in the context of church, as we call it, in this community, uh, uh, encountering God's word, uh, praying. Um, uh, and we, we pray because to become more and more like Jesus means that we have a closer and closer relationship with him, a relationship in which uh, his influence on us is continually increasing. And, and every meaningful relationship requires conversation. Um, just imagine if you and your spouse never talk to each other. Uh, don't raise your hand. Nobody raise your hand. But um, if you never had a conversation, if you never communicated, there would not be a relationship. Relationship requires conversation. 
In one, another one of his New Testament letters, uh, Paul tells, famously tells his audience to pray without ceasing. A um, little confusing, but that's a great reminder that we should be having an ongoing conversation uh, with God through Jesus, uh, the one who gave us this gift of life, telling him how thankful we are for that, um, asking him for what we, we need and what we want, and, and always lifting others up uh, to, to get his help and his healing. Um, so pray to him, listen to him, get to know him, develop that relationship. And again, that works most beautifully with others in the context of community. And that take, gets us to our third uh, practical step that you can, you can take to grow spiritually starting today. Um, and that is to join a group of others, a small group of others who are on that same journey. Uh, now, what we're doing right now qualifies for that technically. I mean, because technically we're all meeting this morning and one of our goals for most of us anyway uh, is to grow through this experience to become better versions of ourselves. Um, but, our, but our Sunday morning meetings, as beautiful as they are, um, have obvious limitations. If we really want to dig in with others in, this, in these processes and practices of becoming more like Jesus. To do that, uh, we really need a smaller group of fellow travelers to meet with, uh, people that we can be transparent with, um, people who will help us wrestle with, with God's written word because it can be confusing, and with what it means to live like Jesus lived, the folks who will pray for us and with us, and who will also hold us accountable. Um, here at Cape Cod Church, we, we have a very simple name for those smaller gatherings. Um, we didn't want it to be confusing, so we just call them small groups. Uh, we've got a couple dozen of them or more to uh, choose from. Uh, there's groups for men, groups for women, couples groups, uh, mixed adult groups, uh, young adult groups, not so young adult groups. Um, they, all, they all meet in general weekly, either here at the church or in homes uh, nearby, and each have three interrelated purposes, if you will. Um, to, connect, to connect you into smaller communities where you can grow together spiritually with a goal, with a goal of fulfilling that purpose that we've been given to, to serve God and to love the people that he loves. Um, uh, our, on, a, on a scheduling standpoint, our, our groups will be reconvening next week after the holiday break. Um, so now would be a great time to join one. Um, you can do that by stopping out at the Connect Desk on your way out. Uh, there's brochures there that list all the groups, sign-up forms, and some coaches there that will help you with that. Um, you can do it anytime online by just going to capecodchurch.com and, and click on the link that says join a group and, and the list of groups will populate and you'll be able to see that as well. And, and if you're unsure of well, what kind of group to join, you, maybe your resolution, one of your resolutions is to join a small group this year, I hope it is. Um, I, I would recommend Starting Point. Uh, Starting Point is, is a weekly group that is, is for folks who are, are new to groups or maybe new to church, or, or maybe they're just kicking the tires on this, this whole Christian thing and want to, to find out more. Starting Point is the great place to go for that, and we'll have a new Starting Point group that we'll uh, be meeting on Wednesday nights uh, starting uh, middle of January. Uh, so that's the, the what and the why and the how of spiritual growth in a nutshell. Um, as promised, uh, I'll, I'll wrap up very briefly with some thoughts on how your church home is the best place for you to grow and how being in this 
community, this beautiful community, whether you join a small group or not, uh, is critical to becoming the, the better version of yourself that you'd like to be. Um, chapter 2 uh, of the book of Acts in the New Testament gives us um, this picture of the very first Christian church. If you've never read it, it's, it's fascinating. Um, large body of believers, kind of like this, uh, probably in the hundreds, maybe even more, um, that came together in the city of Jerusalem after the Feast of the Pentecost. There were miracles, um, there, were, there were mass salvations, um, they baptized 3,000 people in one day. Don't figure out, I, I, I don't know how that logistics works, um, but they did it. Uh, a little less, uh, by the way, than a little less than two months after Jesus was crucified and resurrected, all this took place. And Luke, uh, the historian who wrote Acts, uh, describes that first church this way, uh, starting in verse 44 of Acts uh, chapter 2. Luke says, all the believers met together in one place. Um, hundreds, maybe, maybe thousands of people met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and their possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So like that first Christian church, um, the, the, the prototype Christian church, if you will, uh, we believe that we're called together to gather as a large group on Sundays for, for worship, like we've been doing, for fellowship, the, the chance to, to get together and, and uh, catch up with each other, for serving, opportunities to serve abound here on Sundays, and for teaching, um, to, for getting the word taught to us. Um, but we're also called, like that first church, to, to gather and meet in smaller groups um, during the week um, for, for deeper study, um, for prayer, for sharing, for accountability, and, and of course, for like that first church, to eat. We love our food here at Cape Cod Church. Um, because both types of meetings, the large meeting that we're in today, those small group meetings, um, contribute to our growth. Um, this community of, of fellow travelers, large and small, contributes to our growth. It's, it's not something that we can do without. Um, uh, it make the, helps us to become more and more like Jesus so that we can fill, fulfill that purpose that he's given us, both as individuals and as a joint community. Um, as Pastor uh, Rex Keener, uh, he was in the video, by the way, a good friend of Cape Cod Church uh, put it recently, uh, I can never become all God designed me to be in isolation. I must do life with other believers in order to grow as God wants me to grow. So if you are a resolution maker, a couple of suggestions for 2024. First, uh, resolve to make Sunday church attendance, this gathering, a priority for you and your family. And second, I, I strongly uh, recommend that you plan to join a small group sometime this year, that smaller accountability prayer group um, where you have a chance to wrestle and study with the word. Um, both will help you grow. Uh, both will help you fulfill your purposes uh, as followers of Jesus. And, and both will help you enjoy that full life that we talk so much about around here. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, uh, thank you for this community. Um, I thank you that uh, you have called us um, 
to, to join together to chase after your purpose. Um, we come to be equipped. We come to be inspired. And we come to um, praise you. We come to see each other. We come to, to share love with each other. We come to be near you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. Thank you for allowing us to live in a place where that opportunity exists freely. As we, uh, as we roll into this new year, Father, and put 2023 behind us, um, many of us are tempted to say good riddance. Um, but we know that you have been at work in huge ways in this year that ends today. We thank you for that. We thank you for what you've done here at Cape Cod Church. But mostly we thank you with, with giddy anticipation for what you're going to do in 2024. Be with us as we, uh, as we celebrate the end of one year, beginning of a new. Inspire us to make 2024 the year that we grow closer and closer to you because we do thank you for that gift, incredible gift of life that you paid the cost for. We thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.